Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the hotline. Rick Snyder is the president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86, here in Indy. He joins us. Rick, when it comes to FOP endorsements, the Fraternal Order of Police, it's not a Republican organization. It's not a Democrat organization. Historically, your recommendations as an organization have kind of covered both sides of the political scale. Is that correct? Absolutely. We really say that we are a nonpartisan organization that's focused on policing, public safety, and uh, the safety of our families, of our officers as well. So last night, a series of endorsements from the FOP uh, was released in regards to upcoming races. There's council races. There's, you know, things like that. But the big glaring issue that I saw last night, Rick, was the Fraternal Order of Police did not endorse any candidate for mayor. Now, when it comes to Joe Hogsett, I completely understand why the FOP decided this time around enough was enough. Take me through why the FOP did not endorse Jefferson Shreve, his opponent. Well, I think first and foremost, you know, a no endorsement for Indy mayor, that's the first time in decades that the FOP has remained neutral. I've, I've been talking to some folks, and many can't tell me a time that they can recall where that has ever occurred. And I like to say this because I think it's true, and I think this is what our membership were, was conveying, which is that a no endorsement – can say just as much of not more than endorsing a candidate. And so, you know, we had a, a, a very fair, firm, consistent process. The guys, most people don't realize this, but the FOP endorsement process, if you talk to most candidates for office, they would tell you it's one of the most challenging and diligent processes they go through in an election cycle. I'm pleased to say that both of the candidates participated in the process, very lengthy, in-depth discussions and reviews with our candidate evaluation committee, and both of the candidates made clear that they very much wanted the support of the FOP. But I think this no endorsement vote proves and shows that the FOP endorsement is not just given out, but that it has to be earned, and neither candidate earned the FOP stamp of approval. Let me let's let's stick with Jefferson Sharif here, uh, Rick. He sure one of the one of the differences of his plan for. Uh, crime and safety in the city is appointing a public safety director, something that says Joe Hogshead has not done this. And that's going to be, that's, you know, a big difference in my plan. I don't, I, and I'm just wondering how important is it for the FOP that well, thanks for asking that, <laughs> you know, how, what is a public safety director and is, does that matter to you guys at all? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Thanks for asking. Cause very few, uh, ever do. Uh, that really is, the FOP is pretty indifferent to having a public safety director. Okay. Quite frankly, police officers look at that and say the idea of another layer of bureaucracy and potentially another politician 
second between the chief of police and the mayor, the chief executive of the city of Indianapolis, really isn't uh, something that we necessarily look forward to. We've been down that road before. It was a nice change of pace, quite frankly, and Joe Hogsett even demonstrated that when he moved Troy Riggs, who was a public safety director, into the chief of police position and said, we're going to have a direct line of communication. The problem is, is that there has to be the communication and there also has to be outcomes that back that up. And we need a chief executive that's going to stand behind the thin blue line who are out there faithfully serving on behalf of those elected leaders. Look, when we looked at Jefferson Shreve, we were very open to the possibility of a viable alternative. We really were hoping that we would see from the local Republican Party a back-to-basics approach. We saw several talking points, but there wasn't a lot of depth to back those up, such as the public safety director position. And, And many of the positions just were not convincing to our officers, especially on this issue of the retention crisis that we're within, how we're going to retain the officers that we have with better pay, better equipment, better work-life balance. And uh, Mr. Shreve, nothing personal. He's a businessman. Uh, He has business leadership skills, but he seemed more focused on just simply managing the issue rather than some kind of transformational leadership in that office. Doesn't mean that he can't do that, But he was not able to convey that or demonstrate that to our officers. And what our officers said last night, I think, was very compelling, which is we don't need another politician just simply paying lip service to identity politics and wedge issues. And uh, our officers were very focused on upholding that. And, Rick, that's what I hear from a lot of Indianapolis residents. I live in Indy. I'm a Marion County voter. And listen— Nobody wants Joe Hogsett gone more than I do. And I've made that perfectly clear on this program. But I just can't bring myself to vote for a guy in Jefferson Shreve who looks at a lot of these ridiculous policies and says, hot damn, I'm going to do the exact same thing, and then turns around and kind of blames law-abiding citizens that want to carry a firearm like myself for a lot of the problems in this city. It just seems it's silly and ridiculous, and that's why— I'm putting a write-in candidate for this. Is that anything that what your officers were saying to you, some of those same things? Well, I'm very proud of our membership because there was a very deliberate discussion before this vote. And there were salient points that were kept being interwoven throughout this that actually matched up exactly with what I hear from officers all over the city, including, including just as recently as this afternoon, where I was with a group of about 150 officers and they applauded Uh, uh, the FOP and the actions that were taken. And here's why. Remember, guys, I'll give you an example of of this juxtaposition between the two candidates. Don't forget we had the Mayor Hogsett who took that if-only approach with proposing those unenforceable and inconsistent ordinances related to guns and gun crimes that actually conflict with the United States Constitution, Indiana State Constitution, established law, and court precedent. There is no police officer that can knowingly, intentionally allow themselves to be put in the middle of something such as that. So you'll remember we issued that very lengthy written statement, and I told you guys on your show, bookmark that because we have we are preserving the record and we'll be coming back to point to that. And what happened? I personally spoke with uh, Mr. Shreve, and I said, whatever you do, just understand that law enforcement vehemently disagrees with this approach do yourself a favor and do not go down that road he nodded and he doubled down on it and he actually supported it and made clear that it really was more of a political calculation that was done to gain votes which showed us that this was about playing politics with policing and that ain't going to happen guys and speaking of playing 
politics, that's something that you guys do not do. We're speaking with Rick Snyder, NDFOP. Um, drill down a little bit more about the criteria for your endorsements. You've endorsed, I, I, I know you've endorsed Democrats uh, in Beach Grove. I know you've endorsed some Republicans and even some Democrats on the Indy City County Council. It's not, it's, it's not about Republicans or Democrats. It's about the criteria and helping law enforcement do their job properly. Just, just get into maybe some of the uh, uh, criteria to, to you, you guys look at when doing, uh, when endorsing candidates. Sure. So obviously, public safety, policing, uh, the crime and violence that our city has been facing are top of the mind. But we're also looking at process. We're looking at policy decisions and positions related to that. And we're actually looking for candidates that are willing to step forward and to be bold and take on the issues, not just regurgitate talking points, but also to understand that that FOP logo, our name and our endorsement is backed by the support of over 3,000 women and men of the FOP and their families. It's not just a rubber stamp. We don't just don't put up the proverbial finger in the political winds to see which way we should go and that it should not be taken for granted. We stand on principle when we do this. And here's why. People say, well, I, I always joke about this. When we endorse a candidate, when we endorse Greg Ballard, a Republican for mayor, all the Democrats said we were a right wing organization. When we endorse Joe Hogsett twice, back to back, twice, uh, they said we were a left wing uh, labor union. Um, and I always find that people who don't get the endorsement tend to book, accuse us of being a political favorite of the opposing party. Nothing could be further from the truth. In the Indianapolis City County Council races, we ended up endorsing eight Republicans and four Democrats. But in the Beach Grove Council races, we endorsed seven Democrats and one Republican. What you're finding is, is we're supporting candidates who support the issues that we know are of vital importance in the middle of a crime and violence crisis in our capital city. And that's what we stood upon. Uh, we've done it with, take, a, for example, a great candidate up in Lawrence Township, Natalie Goodwin. Here's an up-and-coming candidate that can truly demonstrate that she can transform those neighborhoods up there and lead on those issues. That 75th and Shagland area that's been so scourged with violence, Reverend Harrison's been up there working with them to take those neighborhoods back. She's actually leading on those fronts. Those are the type of candidates that we say the community and the voters can put stock in to start turning this city around. Rick, one more thing here before we let you go. You mentioned it yourself. The FOP has endorsed Joe Hogsett twice in the past. So what's changed since 2019, the last time you gave Joe Hogsett this endorsement? How different of a guy is Joe Hogsett to be endorsed by the FOP and now not? Well, it's important, you know, facts matter. We're focused on outcomes. Joe Hogsett has overseen back-to-back-to-back-to-back years of 200-plus homicides. I personally, on behalf of our membership, uh, have looked him in the eye and begged and pleaded for him to use the bully pulpit of his office to highlight the broken revolving door of criminal justice in our city. Unfortunately, guys, as I shared with you, it took over 1,400 deaths of our fellow residents and neighbors before he would even utter the words revolving door. I made it very clear that that was could not be tolerated when people were dying in our community. And guys, what I can tell you is our members made clear they have not forgotten the riots of 2020. They have not forgotten the riot report, which was not only false in its outcomes, but actually our officers said what was alleged that they said in good faith in those interviews was not only reported incorrectly, but actually the opposite of what they said. 
We've all have officers that since then have been forced to defend their lives, and then we're forced to face persecution under the guise of criminal prosecution. And those officers were made criminals for simply doing their jobs, and they were deemed to be guilty until they proved themselves innocent, all while stuck in the middle of this violence. Those are the things that have changed, and our city is at a fundamental fork in the road when it comes to our capital city, which seems to be swirling the drain when it comes to crime and violence. The cops are doing their part. We've got a prosecutor in courts that are failing to do theirs, and we need a politician, an elected official, to step forward, to be bold, and we, this is our simple message to the political parties. Do better. Political posturing has to come to an end. It's ran its course, and we need an, a leader to get into the game. People are hurting, people are suffering, and people are dying. It's time to change course. Rick Snyder, president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86. Rick, you are a friend to the Hammer and Nigel show. We consider you a friend. God bless you. God bless your family and tell your officers that uh, Hammer and Nigel show audience supports what they do. God bless you guys. We'll continue to stand the line.